Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my excellent co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? Good. Tyler, you sound kind of far away. What's going on, buddy? Where are you? And how's the weather? I'm still in Nanaimo, and the weather, it was actually pretty nice today. No kidding. I'm getting sick of hearing about Nanaimo. (laughs) It's been a while. We'll change it up. We'll change it up next week. Okay. Okay. Really? All right. It's going to be coming from Parksville. (laughs) Parksville is quite nice, actually. I don't know if you've been. Is it? No, I haven't. It is. I just know it's somewhere on the island. Yeah. There's a little place around there called um, Hornby Island. It's very small. A lot of people don't know about it. Phenomenal vacation spot. All right. Hornby Island. <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> that was, that was interesting. Speaking of our sponsor, Hornby Island. <laughs> okay. Right. No, that was a free shout out, not a sponsor. <laughs> right. We don't have any real sponsors, but we do have a fake sponsor. And I will get to that right now. <laughs> okay. Just to remind our listeners uh, that our fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by BC's COVID restrictions. Much like Tom Brady's career, it probably isn't over. It's just on a brief hiatus. BC's COVID restrictions. Entirely nonsensical. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, I... I it's just weird to me that a couple months ago we were at half capacity hockey games with masks on, and now we're full capacity and you don't have to wear masks at all. Did Did you guys see that uh, Tom Brady's final touchdown football sold for like five hundred eighteen thousand or some crazy like that, oh. and then he unretired like the next day? <laughs> <laughs> he probably bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold it. <laughs> No, he probably sold it on purpose. No one knew he was coming back. He's like, oh, I'll take a few extra bucks. I've seen so many jokes about it. They're like, man, this guy went home to his wife for two months and went, nah, <laughs> put me back in, coach. I can still play. I mean, hey, if I was going home to, to Giselle, I would probably quit football. Amen. <laughs> All right. List of the hottest NFL wives coming up on a episode yeah. later. Throwback. Yep. Um, if you would like to sponsor us for real, and I mean, hey, why wouldn't you at this point? Exactly. Uh, you can always reach out to us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can always find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. Um, let's jump into some Canucks news, shall we? Let's do it. My favorite part of the show. One of them. <laughs> Marcus has six favorite parts of the show. (laughs) Let's get to the weird optimism that Canucks fans have been feeling because they are, at the time of recording, one point behind Vegas and out of a playoff spot. Right. With a game in hand. Right. Yeah, Vegas sucks. (laughs) We'll get to how Vegas is doing later, but more importantly, the Canucks are trending in the right direction. Yeah, I think that there's a very... um important caveat that needs to be pointed out very early and it's that even though they're one point behind vegas and just outside of the playoffs dallas is still ahead of them with three more games in hand 
It's going to be tough to leapfrog them. They almost have a better chance of sneaking in where Edmonton is and getting the third spot in the Pacific. Yeah. I think they have a better chance of doing that than grabbing the last wildcard spot. I mean, if I'm the Canucks, I don't want that last wildcard spot. I'm not playing Colorado in the first round. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to get four more games. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Or it won't be. Yeah. Well, at least Daryl Sutter doesn't think it would be. Yeah, holy cow. Did you hear that? Yeah. Tyler, you hear about it? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> I fe- he said, I feel bad for whoever plays Colorado because it's just a waste of four games. Yeah. Man. I think he's, the exact quote was something like eight days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is a scathing, scathing review of whatever team makes it into that final wildcard spot, which there is a reality. It could be his team. Of course, it's a long shot, but it could be his They would team. have to lose like every a lot game of games. for the yeah, rest yeah, of the season. They would lose a lot of games. But still, even if they don't play them first round, they'll probably play them eventually. There's a very real chance that they end up playing each other in the playoffs. Yeah, if, if Calgary can get their shit figured out and make it past the first round. I think that quote's going to get thrown back in his face pretty early on. Oh, yeah, we'll see for sure. Playoff hopes aside, uh, the trade deadline is still coming up. Yep. And a lot of Canucks are still in the rumor mill, but some have been taken out. The team has outright said they are not looking to trade JT Miller before the deadline. It seems like talks around Garland have severely quieted down. The big name that surfaced, though, in some rumors is Tyler Myers. Apparently, teams have been inquiring. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Get him out of here. We need we need that money to sign Miller. Agreed. Agreed. Damn right about that. But like, what is what the hell does a return for that guy look like? I don't care. <laughs> as long as there's no retained salary. Yeah, no kidding. Just getting him off the books would be a godsend for the Canucks. I'll give them a second just to take him. I, well, that's just it. Is The question now is, okay, do the Canucks have to give something up to make one of those trades happen? You know, Maybe the team asking for him is Montreal, but they want a first-round pick with him, yeah. and they're giving us back a seventh, yeah, right? Yeah. Be interesting to see. Uh, but the one big thing that I'm happy about is that Miller has been taken out of the trade mill rumors. The trade mill? Trade mill. Okay. I've heard a lot about the trade mill. Okay. But yeah, no, he's not been in any rumors. And like I've said all season long, I'm happy that they are keeping him. He shouldn't be traded. There are no plans to trade mill. Yeah. He is not. Mill isn't in the trade mill. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, I but I, I saw. Feel like, I feel like if we go back to the beginning of the season, there's going to be some uh, some quotes of, of you saying that we should trade him. I'm so glad that you brought that up because for the longest <laughs> time. Certain. The longest time this guy was on the... He was driving the bandwagon on let's trade Miller. Let's see what kind of return we can get for him. Let's build for the future. And then just like out of nowhere, he throws on the brakes and (laughs) jumps ship (laughs) and let that bandwagon crash into a ditch. (laughs) Since since day one, I've been saying if they trade Miller, I stop watching the Canucks. And I've been on that bandwagon for a while too. And I think it's finally high time that he's decided to join us, hey? I will exactly. admit, I, I was saying they should trade Miller. I, I really was. But I think I noticed something, and it's sad that I noticed it just over the last few games, but I did, and it's that he is irreplaceable. You're not going to develop another JT Miller. These guys don't just come around. You know, He does well, so he much for team. this team. It's just, But, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of really good players out there 
who are on not that great teams. And you can say, okay, trade him, get what he's worth in a return and build that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's dawned on me that you can't make another JT Miller. There is just JT Miller. They've basically been looking for a guy like this since Ryan Kessler, right? Yeah. But I was even going to point out that... Uh, well, I'd like to point out that it's crazy that that just dawned on you. What an original thought. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll admit I was a bit late to the party there. Yeah. But uh, I got here. I'm here. I'm celebrating. Yeah, we're glad to finally have yeah. you here. But that's just it, right? Is that like to win championships, you need players like JT Miller. Yeah. And if your first... Your first thing you do as the GM of this team is trade away the best player on your team to build for the future. Well, you clearly don't know what direction this, this team needs to be going in. Yeah. No, in, it's in a perfect world. You trade them. And then, well, if he only had one year left, you would trade him and then sign him back. Well, that then was a big part of my reasoning too, was there was a lot of rumors going around that he didn't want to be here yeah. at the time. So I was saying, well, yeah, sure. If he's not going to re-sign anyway, yes, don't let him walk for free. Trade him before it gets to that. But another big thing that I've seen about him is since the All-Star break, the top five players in points, they all have about 15 games played. Nick Schmaltz, Austin Matthews. Lovely. Mitch Marner at Oh, third. love talking about those guys. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, they we can have all some be Arizona awesome content later, which is... Oh, yeah. all right. Um, number two is Kyle Connor. Boo! With 27 points in 19 games. I don't even want to hear about this anymore. Turn it off. Number one, JT, JT Miller, Miller with 29 points in 15 games. Nine goals. The absolute guy beauty. is unstoppable. No, I was just saying he's an absolute beauty. And, and the rest of those players aside from maybe Kyle Connor, could all end up as Arizona Coyotes very soon. (laughs) You know, I I really like that list, but can we go a little bit further down the list? Can we keep, I don't know, let's say maybe the top 10 on that list? And again, this is points since the All-Star break. Well, top nine is Blake Wheeler. Right. If that's what you were trying to do. Well, why don't we just do top 10? You know? Like, like, okay, number six, Patrick Kane. Makes sense, right? Good player. Number seven, Elias Lindholm. You know, he's a good player too. Marcus, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. Um, did we say McDavid yet at number eight? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best, best player, player in the, in the world. world. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're going to see him there. Be up yeah. there. Yeah. Blake Wheeler was at number nine. Yeah, Winnipeg okay, sure, Jet. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Phenomenal yeah. player. <laughs> number that, 10 that's is... That's two Jets before I heard a Pred. Number 10 is Roman Josie? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I never heard of him. Damn right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the 2022 Norris winner. Is it now? Yeah. Uh, he sounds pretty feminine if you ask me. Yeah, Josie. Never heard of her. (laughs) Uh, I guess the last thing I'll bring up for the Canucks news for right now is that this team, what I've noticed over the past few games, and I've been to a lot in the last week because they're on a home stretch, they have a major problem with playing a full 60 minutes in a game. They seem to either come out with a terrible start and then try to make up for it in the third period, Mm -hmm. or they come out looking like world beaters and then as soon as the first period's over, they just take their foot off the gas. Oh, yeah. They have a major problem with that. And it's too bad because if they could take that effort they put in for part of the game and use it for the whole thing, they would be a lock for the playoffs. But it's just that they can't play full games. And I don't get it. I don't get what goes on and why they can't do it. I mean, it could have to do with them starting the fourth line every game. I don't think that's a problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is their best line. <laughs> There is something to be said for that. 
I just think it's so goofy yeah. how the starting lineup. <laughs> well, I brought you at too. center, Matthew Highmore. <laughs> you know, it's just like Actually, what? Yeah, Yuho Lamico. Exactly. Yeah, that was the funniest one when I. Which was the game? Like, that they we have, went, it they was have, the Habs game. They have huge banners of like Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, all over the outside of the building. You get inside and your starting lineup is <laughs> Tyler Mott. <laughs> Lamico, get hyped! <laughs> People at their first game are like, "Who, dude? Are we at a Warriors game?" Like, <laughs> Boudreaux's behind the bench with a stick, banging it on the glass. He's like, "Let's go, you ho!" <laughs> Your checking line. <laughs> Honestly, I made it. I made a tweet about them the other day. I was like, uh, "The Vancouver Canucks should trade the entire motto line." Or four first round picks. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> if you're trading it to Tampa, they might actually do that deal because their depth <laughs> just got taken right out from underneath them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that fourth line's been deadly, hey? Like, they've been valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Or first, deadly. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, can you even trade the next? Like, I know you can trade within three years. Can you trade within four years? Of draft picks, yeah, like like, can, like okay, so can you, can you trade, trade like a twenty twenty eighth first? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Because I know in the NBA you can. Because like there was a trade in I think it was twenty eleven where the Nets traded like a first rounder ten years down the line for like Kevin Garnett, and that trade and or that first round pick ended up being like the second overall pick. And if was, I like, was a GM, I try to something. do it all the time. Because think Just about it, kick it's the prob- can as far down the road yeah, as you can. Because it's probably the next GM's problem anyway. I'll give you my twenty thirty first. Sure, take it. I'm going to be fired by then anyway. You can have it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you every round draft pick in twenty thirty. All of them. Yeah, one through one seven. Through seven. <laughs> For your fourth line. Yeah. <laughs> For a complete fourth line. <laughs> Deal with that, Ooh. Luongo. Yeah. Ten years from now, yeah. it's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, we're gonna build through the draft. <laughs> Shit, we don't have any yeah. picks. Good luck, Kevin Bieksa. <laughs> yes, future Alex GM Burrows is trying to plan the penalty kill, and he's like, "What do I do with this?" Actually, I think at that point he would have a whole team of penalty killers. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Mott's the captain. <laughs> I feel like if if Tyler made a team, it would be a team of just Tyler Mott's. <laughs> no, I'd be the hardest working team out there. <laughs> I think it'd be a team just full of Ryan Reeves and Vander Kane's. It's <laughs> just a goon squad. Yeah, my first line, Reeves, Wilson, and Kane. Yeah, just guys that hate each other. Stop trying to make that line work. <laughs> it's never going to work. The, the amount of times we brought this line up... <laughs> My team will have Line A and Warinsky though as well. <laughs> as defensemen, okay. right? They're deep pairing. <laughs> <laughs> Line A with a blast from the point. Yeah. Bobrovsky and Met. hundred <laughs> percent. And JT Miller on a ten by ten. <laughs> yeah, on another ten by ten. Twenty thirty. Your twenty thirty Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Okay, usually we don't go off the rails this quick, but... Uh, we, we do. It, it has gotten... <laughs> a little early for that. <laughs> it's a little early to get this goofy. All right, what else do we got? Pedersen's hurt. Is hurt, he? Hurt his wrist. Again? Yeah. Oh, Same man. wrist. 
That's a huge problem. What also really sucks is that they've said it's day-to-day. And, you know, there's a part of me that goes, oh, that's good. What I don't like is that they also said that last year in February when he got the injury. Mm. That was his last game of the season. Yeah. So, man, you'd really hope that's not what it is. Because he found his game again, too. He did. He just did. Yeah. He's been well over a point per game since the All-Star break. Well, maybe it's just them being precautious, right? You'd have to hope so. Yeah. Because this team's been healthy this year for the most part, knock on wood. Yeah. They really, once they got Mott back, they got Hamannick back. Yeah. Mm. They were. The only guy they've really been missing is Brandon Sutter. Yeah. Who's skating again, by the way. He was at practice with the team. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not like in full gear, but like he's skating again. So there is hope that he could be back for the playoffs, maybe. (laughs) What's that? I'm pretty sure he would go on to that third line, and then that third line would get moved to the fourth line. Because your fourth line is really your second line, so you would flip your <laughs> you would flip your fourth and third lines. So which you, your yeah. fourth line is actually your first line. They're starting games. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, your fourth line literally plays more minutes than your third line and your second line half the time. Yeah. Right. So you're you're talking about making the model line the fourth line, then you know, moving I'm talking about making the model line the second line. The model line's the second line. Okay. The yep. first line is Miller. That's and it. Whoever's on Miller's line, <laughs> and then and then you have Horvat as the third line, and then you have Dickinson and whoever the hell else they want to put on that fourth line. A bunch of garbage players, and you, they just ride the pine. That's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just roll three lines. Great. All right, Coach Tyler, everybody. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a goofy lineup, and there's no better way to transition to what we have stored up next. What a goof! That's right, it's my segment. It's the biggest goof of the week. Welcome back. Um, So this is the segment, part of the show, where I go out, I find a story that involves a person, player, coach, team, franchise, organization, whatever, what have you. Uh, I find that story and I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week we're going to bring it back to hockey because a bit of a goof move this week by the San Jose Sharks, who already have some of the worst contracts in the NHL, but they decided to sign perennial second, third liner, Tomas Hertel to an eight-year extension with an average of just over $8 million. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from Tomas Hertel. He's a solid player, but he is not Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne. <laughs> he is. He's he's not your first-line all-star that, 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 you know, is the money that he's getting paid is indicative of. Yeah, and 8 by 8 is a lot to give a 28-year-old who right now does not average point per game. Like he he's not getting any better, right? This this is it. The this is the best you're getting. Mm-hmm. He just so everyone knows right now, he's a minus eight, which I know isn't the most important. Yeah, stat he's on a bad team, but fifty nine games played, forty eight points, pretty close to fifty fifty split. Half of them are goals, half of them are assists. Jesus, this is like, and this is a team that already has Carlson locked up yeah, for a long time. Yeah, at eleven million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Hurdle, I, just to put this into perspective, we're pretty young guys. Hurdle is now signed until I'm in my 30s. Which we're young guys. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a long time yeah, from that, now. That's a while. <laughs> Let's see, seriously, yeah. that's a decade from now, well, almost. Just shy. It's getting it's getting close. Yeah, it'll be 2030. Let's give or take two years less than a decade. Yeah, 2030 by the time his contract's up. Yeah, when the GM of the Vancouver Canucks is Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he'll have, to, he'll have mean, some first-round picks to worry about. They're all gone. Yeah. 
And he'll get I mean, to he'll acquire fair. Thomas Hurdle at the deadline. <laughs> In exchange for a non-existent seventh-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, Hurdle is playing on a line with some absolute terrible players. But he's got still. John Leonard and Alexander Barabanov. So I mean, I mean, you got to give Barabanov one thing. He's got one of the most fun names in the NHL to say. Barabanov. Barabanov. That's true. I love saying it's up that there. Name. It's a great hockey. Right up there with Yuho Lamico. Isn't yeah, exactly. Isn't his first name Igor? No, it's Yig- Alexander. Ah, okay, never mind. Wow. I thought it was Igor Barabanov. I was like, ah, that's a fun name. Oh well. All right, yeah. There's there's no there's nothing optimistic about that line then. <laughs> I just I, I don't get why San Jose in the position they're in would feel the need to make that move either. Like, are they not pretty well in a rebuilding state here? Oh, yeah, big time. Like, why cap lock themselves more? They don't have to do it. Well, I mean, there's something to be said that, like, you still need players on your team through a rebuild. So, like, even though they're going into a rebuild, they still need to have a bit of a team. Also, there are teams that have good players, get bad, acquire high picks, get good players, still have those older veteran players come in, and then they get better again. It happens sometimes. I'm thinking of, like, the Rangers, right? Um, Mika Zibinijad's been there the whole time. I get it, but for this contract, like, an NHL GM who's paid, you know, millions of dollars a season, you'd kind of think would have to be smart enough to look at this contract and go, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, you know? No, at that price, you can walk or we will trade you for something reasonable. Because they could have traded him and I think gotten a, Pretty good return for him. But for that contract, I just don't see how that could have been the best option. Yeah, it's so much money for that player. Um, well, and on paper, this team looks horrible. <laughs> like, welcome to the absolutely party. Absolutely atrocious. I don't even know anybody on their third or fourth line. They've Well, except for Andrew Cogliano. How about um, Gadjevic? Yeah, well, I mean, he's doing a whole lot. <laughs> Matt, Matthew Nieto he's been in the league for like 900 years how's Jonathan Dolan yeah. is he still playing with them I remember the beginning yeah. of the yeah, season yeah. he's on the first line he's on the first line yeah Timo Meyer, Logan Couture and Jonathan Dallin wow good for him weren't you making some yeah. bid the other day about how the Canucks should trade for Couture I make a lot of strange <laughs> arguments that I only halfway believe. Um, <laughs> you said that to get me fired up. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were at the game. We I was like, you're a Demko. fucking idiot. <laughs> get Demko well, no, out here. He's a bum. We were, we were talking about like veteran players that we think would be you know worth it to bring in for maybe a cup run or something. Get right. some get some you know some maturity in the locker room. And I think Logan Couture came to mind among others. But yeah, I mean, like, and also because you thought he was a lot older than he was. Yeah, I thought he was, like, in his early to mid-30s. I didn't realize he was, like... Well, yeah, he's early 30s. You thought he was mid to late. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. But yeah, I think he's a solid player just playing on a bad team. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he could get pulled out of there, then I think he could definitely turn his career back around. Like, think about Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Like, they've literally made him the face of the Dallas Stars for some reason. Um, but well, all he had good. to do was leaves. Yeah, I mean, he's good, but he's not, like... You know, world beating. He's, well, he's just, over a point per game right now. Yeah, again, great. But like, just it's weird that he's the player that seems to be the face of their franchise right now. I can get, I get how that's weird, but just to bring it back to this, that's also an example of a decent contract for what it is. 
right? Sure, he's really good, but they just signed him to a one year by five million contract, right? That makes sense because he's probably not going to be that good for that long, right? This I just don't get because this is a player who's going to deteriorate. This is the best he's probably ever going to be. Why yeah. would you lock him up that long for that much money? I, I yeah. just, I don't get it. Similar to the Sean Couturier contract, right? Where it's like you're signing him for this exorbitant contract when he's 30. <laughs> it's just, yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, I didn't actually think Tomas Hurdle was that old. So I can see how that contract's pretty bad, just like that Couturier contract. Goof of the week aside, we'll go to something else that's a little goofy and we'll circle back to something Tyler mentioned earlier. Vegas Golden Knights, not playing very well lately. They're on a five-game losing streak. What the hell is going on with this team? They're awful. They have terrible goaltending. Mark Stone's on the IR until playoff time. I mean, Jack Eichel's looked okay. Shown some flashes of of the player he can be, but you can't blame him because he's coming off a a really terrible injury. Um, The team's just not gelling. They're They're not playing properly. Yeah, I think it's funny that like this whole Tampa strategy is backfiring because I remember saying like way back in one of our first few episodes last year that the strategy only works if you make the playoffs, yeah, right? That's true. Like it's dangerous to put your best players on the LTIR just to try to make the playoffs even when they don't need to be. And you know, now they have no choice, right? They can't bring back Stone even if he is healthy because it'll put them way over the cap. Yeah, they're locked up. Exactly. So if they don't make the playoffs, they are screwed, you know? Yeah, I mean, no one saw this coming. And for me, I'm especially surprised because I remember a while ago when someone said at the All-Star break, you know, which team is going to have the biggest jump in success compared to the beginning of the season. I said the Golden Knights because they'd already given up everything they had to give up in the Eichel trade, and they just didn't have him back yet. You know, I thought he was going to launch them right up to the top. And instead, they're they're sinking and fast, too. Mm-hmm. So who knows if this is just a losing skid or if it's a problem with the team dynamic. But whatever it is, they've got to get it figured out and quick because there are a lot of teams very close to them in this playoff race. And I think they're starting to real, realize that uh, Robin Leonard sucks and uh, their backup also sucks. Who even is so their backup? Flurry was a bad idea. Who's their backup? Brassois or whatever his name is. Laurent Brassois. Well, on the flip side, I mean, I know... Vegas is a team you'd expect to be good, and they're performing really poorly. Uh, on the flip side of that, we have the Coyotes, who you'd expect to be awful and are playing really well as of late, and so is their star center, Louis Erickson. What? Louis Erickson is just had a multi-goal game, or sorry, a multi-point game. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. What, did he get two empty netters? Something like that. I'll admit, I didn't see the game. I just, I saw that he he had a multi-point game. But what I found even more interesting is that he, this season, has eclipsed his point total of his last two seasons in Vancouver. Uh, In 49 games played this season, he has 15 points. In his last two seasons with the Vancouver Canucks, he totaled a whopping 14 points. In only seven more games. Yeah. And that's, like, he had seven more games played over the last two seasons than he has had now. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, rackupuckatucka.com was right. We did <laughs> wrongfully put shackles on him. That's right, yeah. Wow. Poor Louie, you know? Yeah. If it weren't for the Vancouver Canucks, I mean, could we be talking about a heart trophy? For Maybe. 
maybe he has almost 0.4 game, sorry, 0.4 points per game. <laughs> and it's crazy because he's getting first line minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, see, this is, he was, he was I'm serious. Game. We're talking about an NHL first liner who has 15 points this season in 50 games played. <laughs> And it's an improvement. <laughs> and, and that's more than he totaled in his last two seasons. Yeah. I just think that this Arizona Coyotes team is unlike any professional sports team I've ever seen. Wait till they're in a 5,000-seat arena. Well, yeah. But just from, like, a, a team construction perspective, right? Like, they built this team with the intent of collecting bad contracts and assets so they could tank this year. And then and next year, right? <laughs> and then hopefully have like a phoenix rising from the ashes type team. Is that a, where is that a pun because they were the Phoenix Coyotes? It it was an unintended pun, um, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's just such a weird like structure that they've put together of of just you know building these these terrible roster, but still managing to beat the Colorado Avalanche twice. <laughs> We're the best team in the league. Like, it's just bizarre. They also beat the Leafs. They beat the Leafs. Well, the Yotes beat the Leafs. How could I forget about the Leafs? I just really wanted to bring that up. <laughs> oh, um, the Yotes are going to win the Cup next year. Are they yeah. mathematically eliminated They've got to be close. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. it can't be year. far off. Maybe we'll have that on the other side of the break. And uh, I was also thinking, one other thing for the break. We were talking about those bad contracts earlier. Yeah. During the break, let's come up with some lists. Okay. Let's just try to find some of the worst contracts in the league. We'll all maybe vote on which one we think it is. We'll put it up on an Instagram story or something. Sounds like a plan to me. All right, cool. What Got do you it. think, Tyler? Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good, boys. All right, we're going to throw it into break. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Just, sometimes he'll say shit and I'm like, I want that on a t-shirt. Absolutely. Just, <laughs> just you just want the word absolutely on a shirt? Yeah. I feel like we can find that for you somewhere. Okay, yeah. It's probably not that rare. Uh, all right. Just, just, these they're not even one-liners. They're like one-worders. No. <laughs> it's just funny. You do great selling shirts in Asia where they're written in English, but no one knows what they say. It just looks cool. Paris. <laughs> Have you seen ones over there where it'll say stuff like mayonnaise? No one can read it. They're just wearing it around. You can't tell me you've never seen those people with the tattoos of the Asian like letters. Oh, yeah. It's probably the same thing. Yeah. It's probably like frog. (laughs) (laughs) Eye of the frog. Exactly. (laughs) And then the guy thinks it's eye of the tiger. (laughs) I'm getting frog tattooed on me in Asian writing. (laughs) What the fuck? That's the, that, that'll be the title of this episode. What's that? <laughs> Asian frog tattoo. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're <laughs> <in the> break. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you on the other side with some lists right after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by BC's COVID restrictions. Much like Tom Brady's career, it probably isn't over. It's just on a brief hiatus. BC's COVID restrictions. Entirely nonsensical. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, I know we got rid of the Evander Kane segment and the PK Supan Supan Suban segment, but uh, let's replace it with something even worse: a Leafs segment. Which uh, oh god, <laughs> as a lot of our listeners know, we don't talk about the Leafs much, and that is by choice. But uh, believe us, you're probably going to want to hear this stuff. Um, so first of all, um, you know, just on the topic of uh, the Leafs or Canadian sports media focusing too much on the Leafs and not enough on other teams. Um, a big billboard was put up at the Heritage Classic, a big nationally televised event where, uh, between the uh, Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs in Hamilton outdoors. Um, a billboard for this game went up and uh, people noticed something a little odd in the billboard <laughs> was that it is a photoshopped picture of Austin Matthews in his uh, Leafs gear playing alongside a Buffalo Sabres player. Um, now you might be wondering what Buffalo Sabres player. Uh, the answer might surprise you. The player in question is Jack Eichel, <laughs> noted Vegas Golden Knight, not Buffalo Sabre. <laughs> and he is on the billboard advertisement for this game. Holy cow. I mean, that that's a pretty big goof move, too, if you ask me. It, it, it was right up there. You could have used that as a goof of the week, yeah, honestly. Geez. I, I didn't even hear about this, though. Wow. I, I mean, I don't understand how a... This is probably the most viewed Leafs game of the year, which would probably make it one of the most viewed games of the year. And yet, somehow... They still didn't think to themselves, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't put this hated Buffalo <laughs> Sabre like right on top of the billboard. It, it that, would be one thing insane. if Jack Eichel was traded like within the week or something. He was traded months ago. Yeah, November. Yeah, in, in a different calendar year, this guy yeah. was traded. Typical, typical, typical Toronto. <laughs> Absolute goofs of the league. Yeah, they're they're just so focused on themselves that they didn't look two inches to the left in this photo <laughs> to realize yeah. that they probably shouldn't put that one play. Like they could have put made that Dominic Hashik and no one would have given yeah. a shit. But because it's the single most hated Buffalo Saber of all time. Now I'm not too confident in my Buffalo Sabres trivia. I'll be honest. Oh, he's up there right now. But I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I would, especially given those comments he made last week. Yeah. Holy cow. Loudest he's ever heard the building. Anyway, yeah. um, but like really, God, they're, they're only concerned with, what, with what's right in front of their faces and it's just nothing outside of that city they even remotely give a shit about. It's insane. And, and I should point out, as much as I love ripping on TSN and Sportsnet, this is neither of their faults. This is just what they put on the billboard at the screen or at the game, yeah. like inside the field, this is on the screen. Yeah. And so I don't know who is in charge of putting it together, yeah, but I mean, wow. You'd assume it must've been some neutral NHL yeah. executive. And they just, again, only focus on the Leafs. Mm -hmm. Just mind boggling how yeah. they do this. Now, before we move on, I wanted to point something out. Mm -hmm. When you came back from the break, I, I can't remember if we did this at the top of the show, but this is episode 49. Did you say that at the beginning of the show? No, I don't think I did. 
Yeah, so I, I did not clear that up. Forty nine. Forty nine. You know, if you didn't already see that in the title, but <laughs> forty nine of these things already, which means next week is episode fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Our semi centennial is that what you call it? I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I, I feels like we have not been doing it for that long, but yeah, yeah. it has been nearly a year. Yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Just one more quick little thing on the. Uh, on the TSN and Sportsnet caring too much about the Leafs is, and, and we'll come back to that Heritage Classic game in a minute, is uh, last year it was a widespread opinion that uh, Kirill Kaprizov should not have won the Calder because he was too old. Mm-hmm. He was 23 at the time. Right. And a lot of TSN and sports writers were, uh, you know, advocating that, that, you know, that's not fair, whatever. This year, however, 26-year-old Michael Bunting is in the running for... Uh, the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, let's just say TSN has changed their mind on where the requirement should be. Mm-hmm. They put out an entire news article about why Bunting deserves the Calder more than any other player. Jesus. I, again, want to point out that this is a 26-year-old playing on a line with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. <laughs> What, what Whereas last year, again, Kirill Kaprizov was considered too old at 23 by this exact same media outlet. I mean, at this point, though, I don't think it matters because Tanner Janot is going to win the Calder. So. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've seen him on one list, man. I'm sorry. What? I can't believe you haven't seen him on one person. Well, I saw him on like a top 15 list, I think. <laughs> he has been, to- I think he's been top three in rookie scoring for the last three months at least that's true but last i checked he was also getting outscored by a defenseman which one i don't know i just saw someone <laughs> mention it a while okay, ago sure Maury cider <laughs> yes yeah more yeah. cider yeah that yeah, could be him cider we'll cut okay. that together <laughs> cider he's out outscoring him i mean lucas raymond's more than likely going to win it but i think it'd still be tanner you know i think going to win well, we'll I'm have to update our that. predictions pretty soon. Then I don't think anyone's predicting bunting though, unless they're employed by TSN <laughs> or on the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> which is the same thing. Yeah. Really, at this that'll point. be the next article. Matthews thinks bunting should win the Calder. <laughs> no shit, he voted for his own line mate. <laughs> anyway, moving on, we have much more Leafs embarrassing themselves to talk about because at that same Heritage Classic where they put Jack Eichel on the billboard instead of you know a Buffalo Saber player. Um, they lost the Toronto Maple Leafs lost. I will spend every moment for the rest of my life regretting, not betting my life savings (laughs) that the Buffalo Sabres were going to win that game. Exactly what I was thinking is I remember looking at that matchup seeing, Oh, this is probably the most important game of theirs this calendar year so far, at least. And, um, and yeah, they absolutely blow it. And yeah, you're right. Why the hell didn't I put money on this goddamn game? I would have made so much. Even I didn't bet on it. <laughs> what were you doing? Were you sleeping? Probably, actually. <laughs> I, I, I did sleep right through the game. The uh, This is the joys of working night shifts. You kind of wake up at like 7.30 at night. I'm just, I'm trying to think of a game where the Leafs had more eyes on them than usual and they won. You know, like I don't know. this game, nationally televised outdoor game that's been broadcasted or has been advertised since the beginning of the season. They lose. 
right? Game seven against Montreal, they lose. Game five against Minnesota, they lose. The one where in the middle of the game, your friend messages you, you and goes, hey, Carolina has a 40-year-old Zamboni driver in net, and he works for the Leafs, and everyone turns that game on, and they lose. Like, they just, they can't win these games. It's hilarious. 1967 was the last time they won an important game. <laughs> and there were five other teams in the league at that point. Yeah. And how many uh, days has it been since? Oh, I, I just heard it was, it, this was a few weeks ago. It was 20,000 days since their last championship. <laughs> 20,000. <laughs> that is nuts. This year's their year, though. Yeah, you think this is it? <laughs> Yeah, they'll beat Tampa in the first round and then Florida in the second round. Yeah, okay, they get swept. You know what? There's a roast I always hear too, and it's, oh, you know, the last person who saw the Leafs won the cup was my grandparents' age or, or whatever. You know, that's a fine enough chirp, but I feel like it can be elevated a bit. You could have had an entire career in any field, any job in your life and retired since their last championship. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, easily. That is insane. That I, I just can't believe how much time people waste watching that team. And in case there are any uh, Leafs optimists out there right now, I just want to remind them that uh, there They're was listening a, to the wrong podcast. Well, yeah, that. And there was a post that uh, that I saw online today, and it was the Maple Leafs are looking to improve in all three positions. They need to clear cap space. And I just thought this was funny, so I posted this to our story, and I said, or they could have just said that they have absolutely no confidence in their team. Because <laughs> what, what's your greatest weakness? Goaltending, defense, and offense. Yeah, It'd be like, one of those three. We'd like to improve everywhere. <laughs> I mean, offensively, you think that team should be good enough, but... They don't think so. Clearly... <laughs> Clearly something's wrong. Um, and just just to add a little insult to injury here, because I love doing that with the Leafs. In this same game where they humiliated themselves, Austin Matthews took it one step further <laughs> by with minutes left in the game, decided to cross-check Darlene in the neck. It looked like the head to me. Well, it was a, he got a little yeah. bit of both. But what's funny is, you know, without seeing the play, you might go, ah, you know, it's hockey. Maybe he just got him a little high. No, no. He jumped to get over his shoulder to get him in the neck and yeah. the head. It Anyway, two-game suspension for that. Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I'm surprised he got suspended at all. I am a little bit too. Yeah. But just because he's the player he is. If it was anyone else, I would have expected maybe more of a suspension. Yeah. And I just want to bring up one more thing on that note of uh, how you mentioned you thought that uh, Matthews would get suspended for less just yeah. because, you know, he's a star and he plays for the Leafs. Yeah. And now here's the thing is a lot of people say, you know, oh, it's a conspiracy that they just won't suspend stars as long or the NHL plays favorites. Jennifer Botterill was on the panel on the Hockey Night in Canada panel um, right after the game. They reviewed it and they asked her, what do you think? And she said, and I quote, this looks like it should be a four-plus game suspension, but I doubt he'll get more than two. Oh. And that, that surprised me for a few reasons. One, Hockey Night in Canada is notoriously Toronto bias. Bias. God, bilis. I can't stock. Holy cow, that was two in a row, oh and God. one of them was in the sentence you were trying to correct yourself. That Unbelievable. Just, <laughs> You're wow. Right. That is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... Christ, I can't even remember what I was yeah, saying anymore. Yeah, the fact of the matter off. is, though, is that she made that comment. 
Yeah, on, on air. And it was just like, that kind of almost brought it to a level where it's like, wow, it's not a conspiracy anymore. It is widely known that NHL stars, especially ones from big hockey markets, don't get the discipline they should simply because of who they are. You know, <laughs> that's a horrible precedent to set, I think, as a league. I think that's awful. Yeah. I think you should have got 10 games. 10 games. 10 might be a little yep. much. An eighth of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all his salary withdrawn. All of it. So he got an $11 million dollar penalty. <laughs> yep. All right, speaking of the Leafs, they've had some uh, trade rumors in the trade mill, as we ah, talked yes, about. the trade mill. But uh, we're not going to talk about them <laughs> because uh, if you want to hear about that, I promise you Sportsnet's <laughs> got like a 60 and 60 yeah. documentary about the rumors. Also, so. with their cap situation... Don't kid yourself. It's all just clickbait. They're exactly. not making any trades. So if you want to hear about Leafs trade rumors, head over to sportsnet.ca. If you yeah. want to hear about any real content, yeah. stick around. Sportsnet.ca slash homepage. That's where you'll find. <laughs> That's where you can find all your Leafs news. Yeah. I think it just redirects you to the Leafs homepage. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do actually have some breaking news here. While we're recording, oh, okay. uh, some trades are breaking out here. All right. Uh, Tyler, what do you got there? Ben Sherratt. Has been traded to oh. the Florida Panthers. Wow. That's stupid. In exchange for a, for a 2023 first round pick, a 2022 fourth round pick, and forward prospect Tyler. I you? Don't know who had to say his last? Super <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> and, and prospect <laughs> Twisted Tyler. This guy's an absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Prospect Tyler Smilinik. 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 But more interesting, so they traded next year's first. Yeah. This year's second. Fourth. Or fourth. Okay. And then a prospect. Yeah. For Ben Sherratt. But I mean, yeah. they're getting twisted Tyler back in the trade. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's an absolute unit. <laughs> I'm just going out there to fight. I got one. Got one job and they brought me in for the playoffs. Yeah, career record in penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just running people all game. <laughs> why why do I picture like if Twisted Tyler's embodiment became a hockey player, it would be, you know, kind of like how Brent Burns has played forward and defense. Yeah. I feel like Twisted Tyler would switch between like power forward and goalie. For anyone that doesn't watch the live streams, they're like, what the hell? (laughs) I guess you don't really know what Twisted Tyler is, but you should. uh, Well, at this point, I think everyone should know what Twisted Tyler is. Yeah, you got to check out the live stream. We can't. We cannot do him justice by (laughs) trying to explain what this is. Put it this way. He's a goalie, a power forward. No matter how you dress him, he is a goon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back to the train. Right. Um, I mean, well, Florida, I forget who, but they, they traded someone this morning too. Frankie Vitrano. Yeah. And a lot of people were suspecting that was a cap dump and there must yeah. have been a reason why they were doing it. Yeah, so I guess this was it. Also, Montreal is retaining 50% of his $3.5 million cap hit. Damn. But that's just for the rest of the season though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Yeah. Cause he's, he's pending. Uh, he's a pending UFA. I still think Montreal wins this trade. No, like there's no possible way they couldn't. They're coming out of it with a first round pick. Um, They're getting Tyler. uh, Fourth round pick, great. But like it's, (laughs) it's uh, what? (laughs) They're getting Tyler. Just motions to Tyler. (laughs) 
Uh, it's just, yeah, and I don't think Ben Sherratt's that great of a defenseman, but who knows? You know, he'll bolster their, their bottom two, maybe middle pairing. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how it pans out for him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's bad necessarily. I just think he's a bit overrated, and he's probably going to get overpaid on his next contract. So it'll be interesting to see if Florida even re-signs him after this season. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think he's a pure rental. Yeah, absolutely. Another trade that just dropped. The Calgary Flames acquire Callie Yarncroke, one of Jake's favorite players, from the Seattle Kraken. All right, well, why don't you give us the breakdown on who this guy is and what Calgary just acquired? Who he is? He's been a decent player in the NHL. I feel like most people know who he is. Well, okay, they might have, like know his name, but I guarantee you a lot of people don't really know much about him. Okay. So h- help us out. Um... Okay, so Cali Yarncroke, he played in Nashville for the bulk of his career, five, six years maybe before the expansion draft. Um, he was a great bottom six winger, uh, centerman actually, but he played on the wing as well because Colton Sissons was also a centerman, or is still a centerman there. Um, he's a good player that can be an ancillary piece to a centerman uh, and another winger that have some talent and skill already. He wins a lot of faceoffs, he's good around the net, and he can move the puck. Uh, I think that for a Calgary team, he is the perfect fit. Uh, he's going to come in. He's going to bolster that lineup. And I think that um, if they want to resign him and keep him there long term, he seems like a no, like he just seems like he fits really well in Calgary with what they're trying to do. That being said, this trade pisses me off. Why is that? Because I think Cali Yarncroke is exactly the player that Seattle should have been looking at keeping around. Seattle even though they're sitting at the bottom of the standings, I don't think they're that bad of a team. I think they just have horrendous goaltending and they haven't really had the chance to grow yet. You know, they didn't, they aren't having that inaugural season success that Vegas had, but come on, that was a complete anomaly. They still have good pieces to build off of. And instead of re-signing Jared McCann to $25 million, they should have given Cali Yarncroke a decent sized re-signing bonus or re-signing deal, I should say. Um, so this makes me sad for Seattle because I want to see them keep good players around. Um, but man, Calgary is getting a really good player here. I don't know what the return was, so Tyler, you're going to have to run that by me. But as long as they didn't pay the you know the sun and the stars for them, they're going to be uh, you know they're going to be looking pretty good. So Calgary gave up a 2020 second second round pick, which was originally Florida, the Florida Panthers pick, a 2023rd third round selection a 2024th seventh round and they're going to retain or and Seattle's going to retain 50% of Yarncroke's salary. Right. And he's up at the end of the year as well, right? Yes. Yeah. But you want to hear a funny other stat? Callie Yarncroke is Elias Lindholm's cousin. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So now they will be playing on the same team. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. It makes sense. I mean, there's only so many Swedes in the league. I mean, why do I feel like I heard this not that long ago? I feel like really? I saw a thing with, funny enough, I think it was with Lindholm and Elias Pettersson. I think they did something together, like some type of interview or something. You know, they're both Swedish. Yeah. And they were talking about how they both had siblings in pro hockey. Yeah. Uh, Elias has Emil Pettersson, his Which brother. Which makes sense, yeah. But then they brought up that Lindholm's cousin was, I, I didn't remember that it was Yarncroke, but I thought it was interesting because they just had different last names. Yeah. So it was like through, you know, just a different yeah. side of the family. But I remember them talking about how he had a cousin in the league. I just, I didn't realize it was Yarncroke until right now. Yeah. 
No, yeah, he's a great player, yeah, and, and and that seems like a, a decent trade for him. I mean, I guess I should point out some of the things that he lacks in his game too, so that Calgary fans don't get a little bit too ahead of themselves. <laughs> um, he's a smaller player; he's not a big guy, um, but he definitely plays like a bigger player. Um, also, he's not going to get you a ton of goals. He may get, give you some support goals on, like I said, on the bottom lines there. But um, yeah, there's definitely more upside to his game than downside, and uh, Calgary's definitely getting a good player. And the other funny thing is Jacob Markstrom is also from the same little town that um, Croke and Lindholm are from. So they all work out together in the off-seasons. Wow. That's kind of like the, um, was it the Sedins in Naslin? It was. I was just thinking yeah. about that. They're yeah. from like a very small town in Sweden. Yeah. And there was a picture of the three of them playing hockey together when like the Sedins were three and Naslin was five or really? something yeah. like that. Yeah, but they were on the same team in Sweden, they could barely walk yet. <laughs> I, so I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And then they were a line in the NHL for a little while. Were they really? Yeah. Naslin, Sedin, Sedin. When was that? Uh, that would have been like the last season of Naslin's uh, career with the Canucks, I think. Oh, yeah. I always forget he played that one stupid throwaway year with the Rangers after. Yeah. but Never should have happened. No. No, I'm still mad that we didn't like sign him to a one day contract or something. Yeah. Or just have him, you know, he's only remembered as a Canuck. Yeah. So, oh, and a penguin. No one remembers Marcus <laughs> Naslin as a Pittsburgh penguin. <laughs> I do. Yeah. 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 You weren't born yet. <laughs> and now our listeners do. Yeah. Plenty of people do. <laughs> right. Yes, if you remember Marcus Naslin as a Pittsburgh penguin, g- give us a shout. Let us know you're. Fondest memory of him <laughs> in a Penn's uniform. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I put a lot of work into my list for the break. We were making our lists of the uh, right, worst yeah, contracts yeah. in the NHL. Let's get into it. I think we should. Uh, which one of you guys wants to start it off? Uh, I'll give you guys my picks. Okay. Well, so, I'm the host, so Tyler, why don't you start us off? Oh, really? <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Do you want me to give all of my picks? Or yeah, just give to... them all. Okay. Starting my list off, I'm going to pick a player from the Montreal Canadiens here. And we're going with Josh Anderson. He's got five years left on his contract at $5.5 million a year. And it's been, just been atrocious. It sucks because he had such a good start in Montreal. I know. Secondly, I'm going with Anders Lee, who's making $7 million for four more seasons. And I get that he's the captain, but I feel like that's just a a steep price to pay for him. Thirdly, I'm going with my St. Louis Blues here and Jordan Bennington's terrible contract at $6 million a year for the next five seasons. Oof. I didn't know it was that long. And that's after this year, right? Yes. Yeah. So all the contracts we're talking about, we're talking about years after this one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, like, he has not been good. Ever since they won the Cup, he's just been so far downhill. Man, crazy oh, that no one predicted that. Wait, <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right, with my fourth one, I'm going with Jeff Skinner of the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. $9 million a year for five more seasons. Like, oh. that is atrocious. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's also, like, that is untradeable that's like that's not like oh we'll bundle him with a first and send him to a bad team and they'll eat it like no yeah i don't i don't think you can get rid of that no 
No, absolutely. Lastly, I'm going with Ovi's contract. Wait, Alexander nine, Ovechkin? Yeah, $9.5 million a year for f- four more seasons. He's going to be 40 by the time that contract's up. <laughs> I, I get it that Russian machine never breaks, but come on. Yeah. Well, they're really going to find out, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> $9.5 that's that's quite the gamble. Yeah. Admittedly, he's 36 right now, and he's right at the top of the NHL goal-scoring race. So mm-hmm. it could not be that bad, but, like, that's not great either. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Alrighty. Well, I um I was pretty busy during the break, so I only managed to get to the first few teams on the list. And so all my teams are from the best teams in the East. Okay. <laughs> so admittedly, they're not the worst contracts in the league, but they're some of the worst that I saw on these teams. Um, so the first one I wanted to point out is on Tampa. Ryan McDonough is making 6.75, so nearly 7 million for the next four years, and he's in his mid-30s. So we'll see. Um, next Obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky of the Florida Panthers. Guy's making $10 million a year uh, for the next four years. Only 33, though, so he's still in his goaltending prime. Goalies have a higher prime than players. Um, but Great contract. Man, like, even though he's having a turnaround year, he's still not in the Vesna conversation, which is where he needs to be to be making money like this. Yeah, I agree. What's Soros making? Soros is making $5 million. For how long? The next three years? Yeah. Whoa. I know, right? Saros has one of the best goaltending contracts, if not the best goaltending contract in the league. And I remember when they signed him to that deal, I lost my mind. And everyone was like, why are you so excited about this? This is such a mediocre contract for a mediocre player. And I was like, goalie. And you have no idea how good he's going to be. And he is. And $5 million is a steal for him. I mean, uh, just want to nice point contract. out, too, just while we're on that. But Thatcher Demko is signed for the next four seasons also at $5 million yeah. per season. It's crazy how comparable these guys are to each other. Yeah. Like, it is nuts. Except for in size. Yeah. All right. Shut and also up. That Can we talk good. about him at least once without bringing up his size? <laughs> Literally never. It's God. not. We're not going to let you do it. I didn't even bring him up this time. You the fuck did. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one I got is from the Leafs. And... Obviously, whenever you talk about the Leafs, you're talking about their huge $11 million contracts because they have three of them, right? Yeah. Um, but I actually don't think those are the worst contracts on that team because they're actually ending sooner than you think. Matthews only has three years left. I think Marner and Tavares only have four. It's within that range. They're all walking as free agents. Well, I just I, I think that those contracts, at least now, aren't as bad as they look, or at least they did when they signed them. So I'm actually going to go with Morgan Riley who is 28 years old now, meaning he'll be 29 at the beginning of next season. Mm-hmm. And he'll be making $7.5 for the next eight years. They have him locked up for that long? <laughs> yeah. He's not finished his current contract yet. This contract doesn't kick in until September. Yeah. Oh, my seven, God. $7.5 million for the next eight years, and he, is, he will be 29. So it will, he will have... So that's until he's 37. Uh, yeah. Or 36. Yeah. Crazy, hey? Wow. Anyway, so I think Morgan Riley's contract, even though he doesn't have it right now, it is going to absolutely be much like we were talking about earlier in the show, the Tomash Hurdle contract, right? When that kicks in, it'll be the worst on the team, or at least competing for it on on that team. Uh, Next up, I'm going to go with Jacob Truba off the New York Rangers. Surprisingly, he's 28 years old, which I thought he was younger than that. seems weird to me. 
eight million for the next four years. Granted, he's in his prime. He's a solid defenseman. He's pretty good. That team doesn't have a lot of bad contracts, but I think that one's still the worst. A bit high for Jacob Truba. He's not an all-star player, and he's making eight million. Okay. Uh, next up, <laughs> I went with Sidney Crosby on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know eight point seven. But here's he's making eight point seven, and he's always made eight point seven. Yeah. But now he's in you know the twilight of his career, right? He's thirty four. How long is he locked up for here? He is locked up for three more years after this one. Not a ton of term, but still eight point seven for a player who's injury prone in the end of his career, starting to go downhill. I think you know, like I said, they don't have a lot of bad contracts on that team, but that one I think is the yeah. worst. I, I don't know. I'll be honest. If the Canucks had the cap space and they said, hey. Do you want Crosby for 8.7 for the next three years, or would you rather just figure something else out with that money? I might very well take that. Yeah. Um, again, though, I still think it's the worst on that team. Okay. And then, obviously, I had to do my Preds, and I'm going to do my Preds pretty dirty here because I'm going to go with a Roman Yossi. Really? He, yeah. Best so wife in the league. He does have the best wife in the league, uh, but, no, he is 31 years old. And he will be paid nine million per season for the next six years. Again, Oof. I don't. I don't think it's a bad contract. I really don't. It's just a but lot. When he's thirty-seven, it's not going to look exactly. Great. So by the time we hit that, but currently, I think nine million for him is more than worth it, considering he's on Norris pace. And I don't want to hear any of this fucking slander from either of you about how he's not a Norris candidate because he absolutely is, and he more than likely will win it, in my opinion. Well, I mean, he's better than Kale McCarr, and I've heard the opposite argued, so I'll, I'll give you that. McCarr's going to win it. I'm glad no. that you already had your turn. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> okay. Um, I focused a little bit more on teams from the West here, but of course we've got some from the East too. Um, I think among the worst up here is Drew Doughty, $11 million until 2027. Ooh. So that's another Steel. five years. Um. Right next door in San Jose, we've got Eric Carlson, eleven point five million until twenty twenty seven. These are huge money and long term for guys past their peak. I actually think it's crazy that these guys signed these contracts before Yossi did. I know. Like, what the hell? Um, we already brought up Thomas Hurdle, eight yeah. by eight, kicking in next season. Again, I just just to point out how long that is, 2031 is when <laughs> that contract expires. That just that just blows my mind. Um I see you had Morgan Riley from the Leafs. I've got John Tavares again, 11 mil for another 3 seasons. Yeah, but see that's that thing is it's like 3 seasons. It's not super yeah. long, right? It's like you know, would you have John Tavares on your team? Yes. Would you have him for eleven million? A little bit steep. Yeah. A little bit steep. Yeah. But the term isn't so bad. No. Um. And we all picked a guy from our own team, so I'll do it as well. OEL. We are paying him seven point one. He's actually making eight mil, but with Arizona's retained salary, he's getting paid by the Canucks seven point one mil until twenty twenty seven. Um. Now, I'll admit, making this list almost made me a bit thankful because it's not $11 million until 2027, yeah. which seems to be the standard for defensemen past their prime now. But, uh, yeah, these are 
these are going to be some tough contracts to work with. And I want to point out, I've really liked Ekman Larson this season. I've, I thought, I think he's been great for the team. Good veteran presence, good uh, defensive positioning. I would trade him this off season. He looks good. And I think it would be cheaper to unload him now than it will be at any other time in his career. If Alvin is smart, they will trade him this off season. For Warinsky. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> and line no, so, Right, one. two for one. <laughs> no, Myers, Myers and OEL, we got to send them the whole D pairing for uh, Warinsky and line Yeah. And then we That'll put line on the point. <laughs> Seems legit. Seems legit. That being said, I think it's about that time. It's time. No, 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 no. It's not that time. Just... <laughs> Just wait. We'll we'll get to that after we do an octopple front flip. Octopple into the inbox. Holy eight spins! Yeah. You jumping from a skyscraper, <laughs> jumping off of a plane. <laughs> eight front flips. Great. So that seemed like a that seemed reasonable. I don't think that's been attempted yet in a Olympic competition. I don't understand why, though. The points you must get off of that would be I feel nuts. Like, I feel like the G-force that you would generate <laughs> doing eight fronts. Would be enough to send your brain out the back <laughs> of your skull. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think physics allows for that. Yeah. It's just Well, I mean, like, you could spin fast enough that your brain would melt. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> would you that, do it for a gold medal? But, but here's the thing. Like... You would have to jump from so high up that you would die when you hit the water. Like, <laughs> oh. Or you could just work your quads all day, every day, jump off of the platform on the pool and just, <laughs> just vibrate. You're fucking spinning so fast. Spin like the wheel of a car. <laughs> you hit the water so hard you drain it. <laughs> you don't even sink. You just skim across the water. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus walking on water. Except you're not. You're octopal front flipping <laughs> over the water. Just a vehicle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no one said that we're going into the water. It's no, along the water. We're jumping to the inbox and skimming the top of it. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's try to get to some of these questions here. Um, first question is what are the odds that each of you are giving for the Canucks to make the playoffs? I think right now they're 25%, so one in four. <laughs> okay. Uh, I give them a 0% chance. I don't think they make the playoffs. So just straight zero. I've it's not happening. I've said this all year. I can't go back now. So wait, what happens though if you call it a 0% chance and they make it in? Does that mean you are a 100% wrong person? <laughs> that makes me wrong. Yeah. Yes. I'd, I'd be wrong. Okay. All right. Tyler, what do you think? I'm going 95% chance that they make it. Really? You're right at the top there. I'm right at the top. So you're not willing to go out on a limb and, and say 100% they're making it? Nope. Because right. I only want to be 5% stupid. <laughs> Well, at least I'm willing to be 100% stupid if I'm wrong. Yeah. We appreciate you taking one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler would only be 95% stupid. <laughs> oh, well, those odds are scaring me. Yeah. So um, I, guess... I If I'm being more realistic, I would say that I would assume the Canucks 
make the playoffs. Yeah, I think 25%, which is where they're at now, is about yeah. appropriate. You know, they have a solid shot, but it's a you know steep hill to climb. I am, I am weirdly enough, going to be in the middle of you guys on a Canucks conversation. I'm walking right down the middle at 50%. Because, again, what's tough is that I've seen so many games where you look at them and you go, this is a playoff team. This is a team that's good enough to be in the playoffs. And then they play a garbage bottom feeder team and they look terrible in a game where the points are important. And if you can't perform in important games against teams that aren't even awake to begin with, you can't make the playoffs. So it really depends on what they give us for the rest of the season. I am walking at a very safe 50%. Uh, would Spencer Martin make a good backup goaltender for Thatcher Demko? Yes. Yeah, in the small sample size sucks. that we've seen him? Why not? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Halak is just... At this point, the fan base at least considers him a guaranteed loss yeah. when he's in the net. So I'd say anything over that. What does Vancouver do at the deadline? Sell? Buy? Or just leave the roster as it is? Yeah, who knows, right? Like, it's been here, it's been there, it's been everywhere. Um, I think if they want to make the playoffs, which a lot of fans think they will, including yourselves, they need to buy. But it's just, you know, how much do they spend... What do they buy? And But I think the best thing they can do is move bad players out, right? If they get rid of Myers, that would just completely overhaul this team. Yeah, because $6 million to improve no, this not team. Not even that. Just how negative of a presence he is on the ice, right? He is a detriment to your team when he's on the ice. Getting him out of there and replacing him with a halfway competent player will improve your team leaps and bounds. Did you see that assist Myers had against the Devils? Oh, it was God. a thing of beauty. The one to Tanner Pearson. Oh, right. Yeah, no, he actually did make a really good play. It was but like, filthy. It was not a $6 million play. It was like a Sedin slap pass, but like it was perfect. Really? Like yeah. oddly it's perfect. Yeah. Like to the point where I think he did it by accident because there's no way he could have done it on purpose. And to the point where that happens to be news. Like, yeah, exactly. Whatever. No. And my opinion is just make this team as good as it can be in three years from now. Do what you have to do to make it the best it can be in three years, because that's when we're contending for a cup. That That's all I have to say on the matter. That's all he has to say on the matter. It is. Why? What do you... What do now you, I keep reading the question. Okay. <laughs> um, last one here is, who's more likely to make the playoffs, Vegas or Vancouver? And, and this is an interesting question, because it also notes they play each other three times between now and the end of the season, mm -hmm. and they are in a heated, deadlocked race for that last spot. Yeah. I, honestly, I think it's whichever team comes out ahead in this three-game series. Whoever whoever wins more games between them makes the playoffs. What if they each go one, one, and one? <laughs> Is that possible? Yes, they can yeah, win no. one, lose one. Oh, wait, the no. The team <laughs> has to win two. <laughs> what if they each go... <sighs> wait, there's got to... Yeah, is there no way for them to tie? No, because a team no. has to win twice. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So whoever wins the series, right? Yeah, I, I think right. actually the opposite. I think because they're going to split this three-game series, it's going to bring them both down and they're both going to miss. You think they're both going to miss? Yeah. Okay. Because I think they're both even, so they're going to split the series. And then uh, and then whoever's fighting for those last few playoff spots, whether it be Edmonton or Dallas, um, they're going to take that spot. Okay. And uh, sorry, my mistake. There is one more question just before we uh, head to our next segment here. That is, do you think Besser is going anywhere? Short answer is no. 
I, I can't see it. All the rumors have suggested he's staying. And I think it's worth it to keep him and develop him anyway. So I think that's the right call. The only way I trade Besser is if it's to Colorado for some sort of shot at bringing in Bowen Byram or something. Yeah, I've heard you know conversations of that too. However, I think that's more of an offseason play. Uh, than a trade deadline move. I don't think you move any. I don't think you move him now, but I think he's just such an awesome trade chip, and I think he's also overrated. So yeah, I would I'd move him out. And if you can get a player like Bowen Byram, assuming he can come back from whatever he's dealing with, uh, that could be an awesome trade. Okay, uh, that about does it for the inbox. Thank you all for your questions. Um, just a reminder, next week, same thing. We will put up an Instagram story asking for your opinions. If you would like your question, topic, or take to be featured on the show. Send it in. Uh, we got through most of them today. We'll try to get to yours next week. That being said, I think it's about time. Wait, is, is it now? I th- do, yeah, do, not, do now it's now? time. Do, do I think it's thing, time now. Do the thing now? Yeah, do the thing now. Okay. It's Ty- time for, for Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. Florida man. <laughs> I almost don't believe you anymore. (laughs) Arrested for practicing karate on swans. (laughs) (laughs) Man, what a long target they've got with the neck, too. That's a plot of a movie, isn't it? Practicing karate on swans? Yeah. Kung Fu Panda? I'm pretty sure it's already a movie. <laughs> First of oh all, boy. it was kung fu, not karate. <laughs> oh damn it! Second of all, panda, I'm pretty sure person. it was a panda, <laughs> not a swan. Uh, I don't, no, I'm pretty sure the swan was actually on the same team as the panda. Okay, right, yeah. Because his dad is a swan, isn't it? No, isn't the dad a stork? (laughs) Whatever, same thing. Nothing about that movie made sense. (laughs) Regardless of what it was, don't reenact that movie. Wait, this just dawned on me. How did he get arrested for doing this? Like, is this Um, a... Yeah, what did the swan call the cops? (laughs) (laughs) No, there were some innocent bystanders (laughs) that were... uh... Kind of freaking out a little bit because watching a swan getting the shit kicked out of it. Oh, I doubt the swan lost that fight. (laughs) (laughs) If you're willing to pick a fight with the swan, you're going to (laughs) lose. This man literally ended up booting two swans inside of the head. Oh, they probably fucking bitch slapped the hell out of him now. (laughs) Man, they're beautiful creatures, but they're violent. They're like gooses. Geese. Gooses. Geese, isn't it geese? Canadian Canadian gooses? Yes. <laughs> Canadian gooses. You know what? He's just going to ride this one out. No, geese he's... and gooses are both correct plurals of go- gooses. Of <laughs> 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 goose. No, it is. It's like, so wait, is it goose, gooses, or geese? No. Because you used all of them there. <laughs> goose is singular goose. One goose. Okay. Gooses is two goose. And so is geese. <laughs> okay. It's like fish. Okay. Fish, you can you can refer to many fish as fish, or just one fish can be fish. But then there's also fishes, which also means <laughs> multiple fish. What about fishies? What are those we, are six? A, those are a cracker. 
we're all crackers. Usually, whoa, usually <laughs> cheddar variety. Usually they're orange crackers. The snack Not. that smiles back. Goldfish. Well, I bet that swan wasn't smiling back. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's giving him the stink eye. <laughs> Yeah, out of the one eye that it can still see out of. Yeah, the other ones, the other ones got all puffed up and his ears all clover, <laughs> like cauliflower ear. Yeah, man's went after the wrestling swan. Yeah, is there any more to this story, or is that it? No, that's pretty much it. He got arrested for animal cruelty. Animal and, uh, cruelty. How much time did the goose get? <laughs> or the fucking, <laughs> what is it, a swan? Geeses. Swan. Oh, the, swan, right. The, the swan got off scot-free. <sighs> no kidding. It always happens. Yep. It did uh, <laughs> it, it did good. <laughs> All right, well, there is no better way to wrap up an episode than with a swan getting punted in the side of the head. <laughs> um, if you would like to contact us for any serious inquiries and course there's many serious things i can think of that you'd want to talk to us about uh you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com alternatively you can find us on instagram tiktok twitch and youtube all of which we can be found at vancouver boys podcast and on twitter we're at vancouver boys underscore what underscore at vancouver boys underscore why because at vancouver boys podcast was too long to be a twitter handle so Vancouver Boys underscore it is. And it is indeed. Also Thanks. follow uh, at Vancouver Boys underscore memes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Throw a follow. This phenomenal content this, this going account, on over there. Yeah, check him out. He's this, pretty This funny. account is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, from all of us at Vancouver Boys Studios. That's where we are. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Wi- listening. Listening. I said listening. Thank you for listening. Did you say watching again? Marcus, we've been through this. I know. I know. (laughs) Thank you for listening. They could have been watching their screens, just watching the second timer countdown. Nobody does that. The only person who does that just got thrown in jail for fighting a swan. (laughs) Well, I'd like to thank him for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that'll about do it from us. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Come watch us on Twitch. Nice job. That's two weeks in a row you remembered.